Good morning. It's good being with you again this morning. The events that occurred in the upper room 50 days after the Passover were nothing but miraculous. The disciples had been through an emotional meat grinder. They had experienced the depths of sorrow and despair as their leader, their deliverer and Messiah, had been cruelly stripped from them and crucified on a tree. Their hopes had been dashed. Jesus had taught them so much, and it seemed they were on the precipice of a great movement for God. But he died, and so did their vision. Three days later, they couldn't believe their ears and eyes as news began to spread that Jesus had risen from the tomb. In small groups and large, they actually saw him. It was true. Jesus was alive. His time with them, though, was so short. He soon left them again, this time ascending straight into heaven, but not before giving them careful instructions to meet together, as he said in Acts 1.5, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Jesus told his awestruck disciples that they would soon be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Well, of course, we know from Acts chapter 2 that as they met together and prayed following his departure, the disciples heard a loud sound, as of a rushing mighty wind. Then, coming upon each of them, were what appeared to be cloven tongues as of fire. Jesus had foretold this event, and now it was really happening. This is what he told them that would be their baptism of the Holy Spirit. What followed was a miraculous demonstration of the gifts of tongues, as the disciples began preaching to the throngs of people that were in Jerusalem for the Holy Day. Jews from all parts of the world were there, speaking many different languages. As the disciples preached the good news of Jesus Christ, these foreigners all heard the message in their own language. God had empowered them in an amazing way, illustrating this incredible working of the Holy Spirit. So what was this baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, according to Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians, the Holy Spirit came into these believers and indwelt them, never to leave them again. They were baptized by His indwelling. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so is also Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Being baptized in the Spirit was a new way of God working with His children. Before Pentecost, the Holy Spirit would come on people at His discretion, but He could also leave them. Saul, Israel's first king, was an example of this. But from Pentecost on, Believers would be blessed by having the Holy Spirit come on and indwell them immediately at salvation. What a wonderful privilege! Now, just because the Spirit lives inside the believer does not mean the believer has given the Spirit full control. Being filled with the Spirit is when the believer gives over control of his will to God, allowing him to do with him whatever he chooses. By giving up his will, room is made for the Spirit who gladly takes over and leads, guides, and empowers. So, 
Baptism of the Spirit occurs at salvation and is for life. The filling of the Spirit occurs only as the believer gets out of the way and allows the Spirit full control of his life. Now that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, let's take full benefit of his filling. God bless you today. I love you.